0: Trip down know-nothing podcast focusing on the bare-naked ladies. That's right, whether they're well-composed or messy, from Testing 1, 2, 3 to Hanukkah Blessies, where it's all been done, the podcast. Soon enough, all his hard work will fail. It's my co-host, Evan. Yeah, I don't know if you can take this. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> I can take whatever you throw at me, buddy. What's the What's the worst oh, oh. thing you've ever said to me? Oh, man. What's the worst thing you can think to say to me? Uh, <laughs> I don't want st- to. <laughs> let's
1: not. Let's not start the podcast on that foot. <laughs> you have to say it right now. I don't. What about no, I'm me? Not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I think that's. I think like the social contract, like between two people who like each other mostly and know each other pretty well, right? Is that they're not going to say hurtful things to each other? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so even I'd though they. True. Even though they could like. I could say some, I know you well enough. I could say things that would cut you very badly and hurt you badly, but that's not the point of our relationship,
0: man. That sucks. Cause I'm trying to think of something I could say to you that would hurt you. And I don't know if there's anything I could think of. Cause you're generally a very good guy. I well, don't so know are you, but I don't know of anything. I don't have the dirt on you. You have something on me. You're thinking it right now. And you're thinking, if I say this to him, I will break him.
1: I have like 12 things.
0: Jesus Christ I'm like You're one 50 of those people things. that walks into a room and is like I could kill all these people a dozen different ways before they hit the ground you just you you do it mentally yeah you know yeah. the insult. I
1: always I I, I I treat every relationship as transactional and I always keep uh knives in my pocket sure. so that when and if necessary I can use them to win any engagement <laughs> with my friends <laughs>
0: sure any discussion any yeah. uh yeah, you like to just yeah. everything is an argument to you, and you always have the, yes. the key for that. Every
1: line. every social situation is a, <laughs> is a competition.
0: Is <laughs> a game to win. To yeah, and unless
1: right. I feel like I am in, I am making, I am the most superior, then mm-hmm. I refuse to engage.
0: You did keep making like grander and grander speeches at my wedding, which I thought mm-hmm. was very weird. Mm-hmm. You, I feel like you felt like you were losing that day, which was very well, strange to me.
1: The thing about wedding speeches is the only person you're competing with is yourself. Sure. Um so it's really difficult. So I felt like I could do better and I needed to beat myself. But that knowing that's impossible, I got into like a deferred feedback loop, so I just had to keep giving speeches.
0: Sure, yeah. I mean they they did get better and better.
1: Yeah. And that's why all the moms sought me out the next day to congratulate me. Because yeah. I was the life I was the life of the party.
0: Buddy, I saw all the mom seek you out that night too, let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? I went back to my pregnant partner that night.
0: <laughs> that's right, I forgot. They left they left very early to go back to the uh, the room. Uh, and you partied down like a like a fucking lunatic. It's
1: was on my best behavior. I'm always on my best behavior at weddings.
0: You say that every time, and it doesn't make sense. It never has. You were a wild man. That was yeah, your best behavior? That's
1: my best behavior. That's the best way I can behave.
0: I feel like your best behavior would have something to do with a napkin and a monocle.
1: No, no. See, so you're thinking of best behavior as in, like, most well-behaved. But I think, like, best behavior is the best possible behavior you can bring to a situation. Mm. That's how I'm thinking about it. So, like, if I were, like, comporting myself in a, like, you know, well-behaved manner at your wedding, I would not be the life of the party. I would not have moms congratulating me. I would not be dancing with everyone. I would not be – no one would be enjoying – I mean, I'd be there and I wouldn't be a big deal. Like, no one would be enjoying my presence. I I think best behavior – when I use it especially with regards to weddings is you make the you try to make the place better. Sure.
0: You oh, make everybody else
1: around you have a fun time, you enjoy like you even though you're not the host, you act in sort of a host like capacity. Sure. Do you, you think
0: are you always on your best behavior?
1: At weddings? For no, sure.
0: just in general, do you try to make thing every situation better? Or in some are you just kind of uh, you know keeping the status quo alive oh At yeah yeah, yeah i'd
1: say like 80 percent of the time i am just uh i'm just getting getting along to get along sure you're on your behavior i'm you uh, trying it. to get through whatever situation i'm in as quickly as i can with the least amount of effort <laughs> so that i can go back to uh you know thinking about uh probably elves and sure. uh, the different differences between like quenya and sindarin and you know fuck the noldor you know just sure. fuck them i don't sure. care about those fucking elves who stayed no. in valinor
0: yeah the pieces Gondor of shit are the worst elves no noldor mm- no no door
1: you got yeah. it sure
0: sure 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 um speaking of elves i believe you got a, an elf romance the other day in your mail is that correct yeah
1: yeah i got well it wasn't it wasn't a robot about it wasn't a romance about specifically about elves but elves were involved sure. it was a magical a book of magical secrets that i'm not sure who bought it for me but it might have been you
0: that it, it was not me and that reeks of a sees richards buy. i'm just it, letting you know yeah it
1: kind of does like I think that, yeah, it was just a, I haven't actually dug deep into it, but it's a, it's a a book on how to use sorcery to create magical love talismans and like increased sexual prowess and all the, all that stuff.
0: I am. That's a fun thing to do though, is, I mean, I don't have a ton of disposable income, but I have enough, I think to maybe once a month or once every three months or so to just search for like tricks on amazon and buy you something (laughs) that is three dollars or under and get it shipped to your house through prime that's just going to confuse you and maybe upset you and maybe delight you that's just a fun thing to do
1: i know i'm already fucking way ahead of you when i go to places i buy stuff and then i leave it i get it autographed to you (laughs) and leave it around your house like i've done that like 12 times you've only found like three quarters of them
0: are you serious yeah Oh my goodness. Yeah, I There's have also, found- And I've got,
1: I've got a stack of them too. Like when I come, when I come over your house next time, like some of them I hide inside of game boxes and some of them, you know, oh, I, make, okay. I don't make them easy.
0: Sure. You are, you're a nightmare because it is, it's the most sweet form of gaslighting because <laughs> I truly, you gave me a book like Camp Hideaway and it was like a <laughs> horror camp book and inside it was signed like, to Saker, best wishes for everything. Good to meet you, Jimmy, or something. <laughs> and I truly for a long time was like, I guess I bought this at Origins. Maybe I was drunk. Like, I had no explanation. So you, yeah. you made me feel crazy. That's the uh, point. Just like you, um,
1: uh, as dad I fodder. always say,
0: <laughs> dad, dad Crazy,
1: just like dad fodder. That's what I always yeah. say.
0: That's you do say that a lot. It weirds mm-hmm. me out that, how much you've started saying crazy, just like dad fodder. Da- well, uh, but I'm, you're always I'm... pointing at somebody's dad.
1: Dad fodder. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, just like dad what would, fodder. What would dad fodder be?
0: dad fodder hmm so fodder is like stuff probably you're po- using to-
1: yeah probably puns what? puns
0: puns are dad fodder puns and wings i feel like mm. are good
1: dad fodder i'd say like yeah. a like a setup for a dad joke like i'm hungry nice to meet you hungry uh, like one of those like us uh, like when someone lobs when someone lobs a dad you know like a, a nice softy sure and they and they, they Whiff it out of the park. And by whiff it, yeah. I mean, like, hit it, like, it's a wiffle ball, and they hit it, so it makes, like, a little sure. clunky noise and, like, spoofs up into the air.
0: <laughs> As people <laughs> say, whiff it right out of the park. Uh, can yeah. we think of can we think of three punchlines that are better, like, nice to meet you, hungry, I'm dad? Like, I'm hungry. Nice to meet you, hungry, I'm Austria. That's a pretty good one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. what's Give me one that you th- have thought of right now.
1: <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. Hi, nice nice t-
0: to meet you, hungry, I'm... Sleepy, where are the other five?
1: I don't think is Hungry a is a dwarf. One? Hungry's not a dwarf.
0: Why is there not a hungry
1: dwarf? Cause he'd be really sad. Like a dwarf just just like with like prater Willie syndrome who <laughs> like just like has to eat all the time.
0: What are the one of the dwarfs' names Sleepy? You don't think Sleepy the narco- Happy narco- Grumpy narco- d- see Sleepy side?
1: Happy Grumpy Dopeful Dopey Sneezy Bashful Doc. That's what the Jesus dwarfs names.
0: Christ. How do you remember that? I don't know. Do you have a, and in fact, you have, if you had
1: asked me to repeat the dwarves names, I probably would have said the same thing, but like, I wouldn't have known I knew them until I said it. Sure, that sure. came from somewhere in my brain. I don't know where, and I don't know why.
0: I feel like you've, you, you internalized the mnemonic years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then give me one more. I gave you, I gave you two. Where are the other five? Give me one. What? Hey, I'm hungry, Ev.
1: Your wish is granted. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. Uh, All right, Ebbo, speaking of wishes being granted, I wished for a naked Lady song, and this week it was given to me. (laughs) Our song this week is called One and Only, and if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Hey,
1: pass the ball. Why do you run it in circles? Waves crash the wall. Soon enough, all your hard work will fail.
0: Wait, hold the phone. All right, FBO, One yeah. and Only. One and uh, Only. This is track three. We're moving along. Uh, you're going to need to support me here. I had very few notes on One <laughs> and Only. This is a song that there wasn't a whole lot to comment on for better or worse. Did you think it was a, a very, uh, I don't know. Did it leave, did it leave an impact on you?
1: Uh, so from a general standpoint, I'm not, I don't want to tip my hand. Oh, I'm going to tip my hand. I I wasn't a huge fan of this song. I did not like it, but I wasn't a huge fan, but I felt like objectively it was a better song than I was giving it credit for.
0: Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah, this was this was a song where I listened to it the first time and it did kind of wash over me, but I could tell there was something there because as usual and I think we've said this, or at least I've said it on a bunch of songs so far, there are parts of this song that are great. I mm-hmm. think the bridge in this song is always oh the bare Naked Ladies, there's gotta be we've gotta give it a copyright. We've gotta give it a registered trademark. Is it the the bare Naked Bridge or the Bridge Naked Lady or the mm. Bear Bridge Baren- and Brady's? <laughs>
1: bear bridge ladies bear bridge and ladies
0: (laughs) okay we're gonna take the worst of any possible portmanteau and that's going to be good uh yeah it was like it was it was it was big it was soaring it was sweet there were strings Mm -hmm. uh it had that big stop start moment that i have come to realize that i love in songs um if you stop the song for a second and then kick it back off again
1: Like it only when they when they also say, Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah. You like hey. you, listen to, you listen to a lot of Mumford and sons. Is that correct?
1: Well, yeah, or Monsters of Men and like mm-hmm. any of those like mid teens, late teens, well actually early mid teens, like indie rock, indie folk rock sure. bands, all do that. Um what's that one? Lumineers, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they all they all hey. Yeah. Hey. And,
0: any band that could conceivably uh be in a car commercial. That's kind of the car commercial <laughs> moment is the hey, and that's when you see the Ford Tacoma like coming out from behind the mountain. <laughs> it's very impressive. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of lushness to this one, right? Uh, especially at the end, there's just instruments mm-hmm. building and strings growing, leading to this big climax of Ed all alone. It's a beautiful moment.
1: Once yeah, I f- it felt, it felt overall, like, musically, like, a fucking jam band that I would go see in wow. undergrad. interesting. Because, it, like, it, like, some dude's like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna make a a, a nonsense song, you know, with words that, that rhyme. Okay. And uh, a general theme, like a mood, you know, because this isn't a story song. I'm just sure. gonna, like, stick to it, stick to a general mood, and I'm just gonna start playing my little guitar, and then, like, there's, like. 10 other people on stage and they're like, once they get the key and everything, they start to like chime in and join in and whatnot. And like, sure. everyone's like kind of just kind of grooving along. Sure. And that's what it felt like to me. Like it, it, the song musically, and I'm sure it was really hard to put together and everyone could tell because I mean, Tyler's on those fucking drums with like the poly rhythm that's just a little bit behind the beat. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so it feels like I'm sure it was super hard and difficult musically, but it feels extemporized. It feels like they came up with it on the fucking spot. And I don't know if they meant it to feel that way or not.
0: That's interesting, because I think that there's something to be said for making something seem easy. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like,
1: Uh, just like you.
0: (laughs) Are we gonna do a lot of references this episode? I like that. Uh, Make it easy. Wait. Oh, that was easy like Sunday morning. (laughs) That's right. Um, Yeah, I I would agree with you. This is a real Harry Hood moment for you, right? That's my one fish pool. That's the only fish song I know.
1: That's the yeah. only Perry, thing I've ever referred to. Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. That is correct. I can't believe you went to Ohio University as an undergrad and didn't like weren't exposed to more fish than you could possibly
0: I didn't take. Dr-
1: I didn't drink. I didn't smoke weed. I you didn't don't have to drink. You just need to walk down a fucking street.
0: I mean, maybe I didn't ask. I didn't yell up to a dorm window like, "Hey, what, what are you guys listening to up
1: there?" Yeah, so you probably know more Fish songs than you think you know.
0: I, I suppose that may be true. I did listen to an entire Fish podcast. Um, mm. For I, Analyze Fish is very good. If you've never heard it before, it's one of many podcasts that inspired me to do this one, and I highly recommend
1: it. Uh, well, I'm never going to listen to it then because it's responsible for this podcast.
0: <laughs> um, it's interesting that you thought that. Uh, this song was kind of just a goof around fuck uh, fuck 'em up song. Uh you thought there was a general theme but not much of a story.
1: Well, I mean, there's a generalized story, like but it's not it's not like telling us about any specific anything in spe- any uh specifics.
0: See, I did have a specific read. Well, I mean, just generally the it, I think the easy the facile read here is that, you know, there's uh, a relationship where um, you know, uh, one of the partners is having difficulty and the other one is trying to be gentle with them. And I mean, I, I don't know. Did you read any more into it than that?
1: I mean, is it about a literal baby?
0: Well, I don't know. I thought my read for the song, which made me very sad, was that it was about um a dog, Right. So, so here's, here's where we're going for this, right? I think it's, it's, so the dog's owner dies. I think that's where we're starting. We're starting in media res where this dog's owner died and he's being passed from like person to person in a shelter. Okay. So like somebody gets him and they're like, Oh, maybe we'll get this dog. And then they return him. Like he's too old. It's too much work, whatever. So they, maybe one of these people, they have another dog who won't share. Right. That's where you know, Hey, pass the ball. Why are you running in circles? Soon enough, all your hard work will fail. I don't know if I can make this work, right? Like, this dog Mm -hmm. is getting depressed that he doesn't fit in anywhere, right?
1: Soon enough, all your hard work will fail. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Wait, hold the phone is, of course,
1: a reference to that
0: famous dog meme where someone is holding a phone up to the dog's head. Wait, hold the phone. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? Evan are you frozen
1: <laughs> I wanted to see if I could make you think I was frozen I did or not. think
0: you were frozen and then I heard your child yelling in the background and I knew that something was wrong <laughs> you know,
1: I was just I was just stonewalling you man
0: um then he becomes something of a bad name at the pound now I've got everyone wondering now I've got everyone wondering past. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. but he wants to be loved please understand if I could talk I would tell you why <laughs> understand if i could talk i would tell you why right like this is so hard he wants to tell people like please i want to be loved i want you to love me i want this to work but he can't talk he has no way of of <laughs> uh, of of communicating this to someone right and then during the bridge this aged dog dies and he sees his first master again which brings us to the next verse hold me a while tell me you'll never be leaving i'll walk the mile seeing but not quite believing you and then we get this big joyful ending right where we have all the strings all the big climax uh the owner and the dog are reunited in doggy heaven and person heaven i suppose
1: do you think that that they'd almost have to be have to be what so, is the owner the actual owner and he just gets condemned to doggy heaven? Like, he's got to just play <laughs> play ball with this dog all fucking day?
0: Yeah, it sucks for him, honestly. Uh, God Jesus said, like, listen, you can go to heaven and never see your dog again because every species has their own heaven. Or, fuck, I, listen, I shouldn't even be telling you this, but I could send you to we've dog got this, heaven. <laughs> we've got this
1: special program for people like you. Fell off the back you can of a go truck. To dog heaven.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just going to send you straight to dog heaven.
1: Um, well, I mean, what I'm what I'm imagining is that both of them are reunited with versions of the, with with idealized versions of themselves. Sure. So, so like it's the owner is in human heaven and has the dog, and the dog is in dog heaven and has the human, but they're not not like crossing paths per se.
0: But they're copies of each other. They are. I mean, we're not getting the real. That dog will never know, but that human it isn't could, the real human that he once knew and loved.
1: No, I mean it. It could very well be because I mean, you're you're thinking that that we're confined in in the afterlife we're confined to a single like monoform, right you can be in multiple places at once be multiple things at once mm. at the same time so there could be a facet of the human that is in doggy heaven and a facet of the dog that's in human heaven while simultaneously existing in their own heaven sure i mean I... that's that's are you saying that that's beyond god's ability to do
0: <laughs> that does seem like a pretty heavy rock evan I don't know. I don't know, man. Seems pretty difficult to lift that one. Um Yeah, okay. So this is about God, so I don't know. You're making heaven feel a lot like uh like the Matrix. Like there's some
1: sort of like the, the dog Matrix- is The Matrix was heaven at one point, but we couldn't believe it. Yeah. We could have all we could have all lived in heaven, but some fucking like doomsday prepper slash like conspiracy theorist ruined it for uh, everyone sure yeah was that tank or was that neo i don't or... fucking know probably tank
0: oh okay oh whoever came up with uh
1: it wasn't neo because remember uh agent smith takes him and he's like hey you know we made you the perfect world and everything but you guys just couldn't accept it yeah that fucking like, something has to be wrong
0: tank is truly the hero of that movie he's just like all i want is this steak the steak tastes so good i love it put me yeah. here forever
1: like, and I don't want to know. Yeah. yeah. Tank the, oh, Tank's the uh, Lou Antonelli character or whatever uh, his name is. Pantagliano, yeah. Yeah, Joe Pantagliano. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the Fratelli. The Fratelli. The Fratelli brothers, yes. <laughs> and just two men
1: in a suit playing Tank. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so, But I mean, you're making it feel like, I mean, this, this human, I, I guess, it's hard for me to conceptualize a facet
1: of the dog here and a facet of the man well, there. Of course it is, because you're still like, single-brained sure i am mired by my own imagination you're a monoencephalon. you need to like (laughs) continue to expand your consciousness
0: i need to think about elves more i don't give myself enough time per day yeah
1: you should you should take at least i recommend 30 to 45 minutes (laughs) of uh, just thinking about elves and elven things every day just to make yourself um you know more open to the idea of having multiple iterations sure after we're done with, uh, d- but don't say amen. Don't say okay. Got it. Um, is that bad? Is that a a slur in elf culture? Yeah, that's just the any any time you talk or think about elves, it's not a prayer. Oh, I see. I see. I see. If you're using magic, uh, yeah, sure. Magic is not a prayer.
0: Magic the spells. Is... You're using the spells of the elves. They're not. They're not. <laughs> it's just science that we don't understand yet.
1: Correct. That's
0: all it is. Um, after we're done, um with it's all been done on a good ladies podcast do you want to do no. like
1: nope. meditations on noldor wouldn't that be fun just a, no it would just be a bunch of shitheads like commenting on our because the, the tolkien fandom i'm sure it, i mean there a lot of people love tolkien sure and like you know want to dip their toes in the world but like the vast majority are academics slash you know, Reddit arguers who sure. just want to like pick apart your phrasing of like the dwarven iglashmik like sure. runes, right?
0: Yeah, but there's got to be a fun way that could hook every. What if we did like a page, a... a page an episode and we went through all three books, but like one page at a time. So season one <sighs> yeah. of our show is 370 episodes, and <laughs>
1: Man, I'm not going to agree to that. <laughs>
0: You don't want to be bound by fate for the rest of your life. No, no. All right. That's fair. I guess.
1: Um, I made an oath to finish this podcast. And so we are bound (laughs) until such time as the bare naked ladies ceases to be a band or, um, I guess at what point, will we be able to stop? Like how many of them have to die before they're no longer BNL to us?
0: As long as someone is still the lock socks paradox does not work on me. My friend, as long as Someone is still touring as the Barenaked Ladies and releasing albums as the Barenaked Ladies. The Barenaked Ladies are still alive in my heart.
1: Uh, I disagree.
0: So Ed is going to pass it down to his son, Fred, and we're going to have the new Barenaked Ladies. As soon as he changes it, though, to the new Barenaked Ladies starring Fred Robertson, that's <laughs> when I stop. When you change the name of the band even slightly, I'm done. I'm out.
1: I don't think that this... Honestly, I think BNL is going to die peacefully. Like, I don't think they're going to... like the. I don't think the band is going to, like be one of these like beach boys slash like platters slash like that that just keeps going on ad nauseum.
0: They kind of are the beach boys of Canada. I mean, they are the iconic band, whereas the beach boys represents kind of American like surf culture. Like I feel like Canada, what do they have? They've got Celine Dion and the Berenice ladies, right?
1: Yeah. They also have like one, one hundredth, the cultural pull of, you know, America. Those
0: people need something to lean on the bare good ladies are an institution I guess. oh yeah
1: i, don't I feel know, like man. canadians are too polite to put the piano put on life support i think that they would they'll let them die because canadians are classy if i can say anything about canadians is that they're as a as a whole incredibly classy not a single one of them <laughs> has anything less than the classiest oh, i
0: want you to google right now trudeau halloween just real quick for me please no nope, want- i'm not gonna do that super classy um so that's a but see they're classy but I feel like the bare naked ladies themselves are pretty much American at this point, right? Like mm. I feel like they have the American joie de vivre. Uh, they they live their lives as Americans. So fucking
1: fucking Rush man, Rush is the Beach Boys of Canada. Like Rush is gonna, Rush is the one that's gonna stay around forever. Maybe is,
0: is Rush still around?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, Gordon Lightson, I think just died like in the last year or so, but like Getty Lee still around that kick in, you know, they've, yeah. they've got, they've got a few members left.
0: Oh, Getty Lee is, uh, is not there anymore. Oh. Uh, it says past members, Getty Lee. So I don't know, man, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah. So, so basically they're it's just proving my point, right? Sure. Absolutely. That, that Rush is, Rush is continuing on absent, you know, it's founding members.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I think what be BN- after what three BNL's years of up- an
0: uncertain future, Leafson reluctantly announced in January 2018 the band was
1: not going to continue. Hey, Rush doesn't exist anymore as of 2018. <laughs> sorry to tell you. It's okay. So what I'm thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a pivot on you. Uh huh. I'm thinking that BNL is gonna be like Smash Mouth, okay. Where like they they still exist as a band. Uh huh. And they're not like a cultural force anymore, but they're still touring small venues. Sure. And like half the band is made up of like former fans who are musicians. Sure. And that's what I think is going to happen. Sure. But I don't know. I don't know how long smash mouth is going to persevere. Like they're, they haven't had a hit in a million years. They are still releasing like original albums, but like, they're not, you know, there's no more walking on the suns in their future. Yeah, right. And
0: they're, they're playing at like county fairs and shit. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and I feel
1: like, I feel like that, 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 lays in bnl's future if they continue to walk this road the lonely road the only road they've ever known (laughs) i walk alone i walk this lonely road like green day sure
0: but i guess the question is what is living i mean are they alive if they're on life support is this really living you know if they if they're playing county fairs
1: i think if they're happy with it then yes like living is about quality of life right i mean we can keep bnl could be alive forever but like if they're just going through the motions and they hate it and they're doing it for a paycheck then yeah. i couldn't i couldn't really call that art or living right? right and they do seem pretty happy still yeah yeah so i think they're it. i mean they're still like they're in there like a uh, you know they're they're silver silver renaissance i did their silver ball renaissance i did
0: suppose ball. on the discord that the selfie cam jams quarantine is having this weird effect of bringing people uh, Kind of paradoxically, closer together, right? Mm-hmm. I think in the next few selfie cam jams, and perhaps even by the time this episode is out, because we're recording it about a week and a half, two weeks early, we're gonna have a selfie cam jam with Steve in it. I mm. think he's gonna
1: reunite. You don't think so? You no, know, I don't think so. Hmm, interesting. You could be. You could be right, but I don't think so. God,
0: you really are pulling out all the stops in terms of uh of references. Hey, remember when we were talking about one and only?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very good. I like how the uh I like how the song gains strength along with the narrator. Like he starts off kind of um kind of loosey goosey, like he doesn't quite know he seems kind of like weak and indecisive, and then yeah. he slow he's slowly sort of like, I think you could walk I could walk if you could help me, please understand. Sure. You know, that sort of stuff. Like uh hold me a while, tell me you'll never be leaving. Like he gets he gets more I don't wanna say forceful, but like he seems to get a better grip on what he wants and who he is. And I feel like that, as he gains strength, so does the the song. And I'm sure that was intentional.
0: That's interesting because I had a lot of, I wrote in my notes even, there's a certain diegesis to the song um, mm-hmm. where, you know, the end, we have that big climax where it seems like there's a breakthrough there. But at the same time, that bridge, which uh, again, I think is a key to unlocking the song, ve- feels very fatalistic where it's, you know, like... Only one, all or none, my heart's done, weighs a ton. Like, that feels like, I, that does not feel like going forward to me. That feels like giving up. Like, this is too heavy. I can't take it anymore. Which is kind of where the dog's death came in for me. Well,
1: I thought that it means, like, he doesn't have the strength to start over.
0: So he's just going to settle for this person who's going to hold him a while and tell him he'll never be leaving.
1: Yeah. Hmm. He's walking. he He's willing to walk a mile, seeing but not believing that this is this true love or something like that. I don't fucking know. Like I said, Boy. this song. This song was more a mood to me yeah. than an actual like a forward. Unless it was about a literal baby, <laughs> which is essentially the the same read as with the dog, but it doesn't die. Good. It doesn't go through you. multiple owners. It just. <laughs> it's just a baby growing up that you know, slowly understanding its situation. Sure. I
0: I do like pass me a drink, being in reference to like a sippy cup. Yep. That's or a fun. bottle, yeah, a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm okay. a clever guy. We're both
1: clever guys. <laughs> um,
0: but I, I, I kind of like the read where, where you know, if this is a relationship thing, I this is a real kind of maybe a giving up. You know what I mean? Like, a like I don't know if we can make this work. Uh, you know, pass me a drink. But then we have that part where he gives up. Like my heart's done, weighs a ton, and then he's just like, hey, just. Just hold me. Just tell me you're not going to leave me. Like, maybe we can't make this work, but maybe it's good enough. Seeing but not quite believing you maybe kind of reinforces that even. Like, you know, I'm seeing some idealistic version of you or some version of you that I've kind of created. That's not the version I want, but it's the version I'm, you know, you're I what I just, got.
1: I think this guy just has a lot of anxiety about his relationship. And yeah. I think he's he's slowly coming to realize that, you know, like a lot of it is unfounded and this partner is going to be there for him and things yeah. like that. Yeah, like, yeah. T- like a, a lot of like, tell me you love me sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, maybe he's got my love language and he needs those words of affirmation all the time. Just like, hey, did I do yeah. a good job today? Am I good? Am I a good, boy? Pat me on the head, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wrote that this, I feel like, is Ed at his best, though, because it's not saccharine. It's not too jokey, not too on the nose. It's sweet and simple and mysterious. Like, I'm not entirely sure what this is about, but it's a very sweet song.
1: Um, yeah, this is like I one did... of the two types of songs Ed knows how to write.
0: Well, okay, give me give me the two types that Ed knows how to write.
1: Well, the first one is like his like jokey pivoty song, and the second sure. one is kind of his like gentle backwards focused r- backwards focused rumination on life. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like yeah. there
1: was the one like yeah or nonsense. I guess I guess yeah, there's I gonna... three songs. <laughs> I was gonna say he of... does. He does write, he does write nonsense, but yeah. you know, like this is, this is the one where he's, he's uh, trying to hit. Oh, I don't know. Like, never mind, Cause he wrote a song about, you know, his feelings about his dead brother and stuff like that. But this is, this is a more serious, this is like Ed's serious songs. When he writes serious songs, this is sort of how he approaches them.
0: Yeah. 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 I could see that. Cause yeah, he does. I think, and they always sort of have this country twang to them too.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote this about something personal and it's just being really, he's giving a, giving a, taking a couple steps uh, away from it just so because it it might be too personal to put on the page. Maybe. Unlike Kevin, who will just tell you exactly what he's thinking through (laughs) metaphor.
0: Um, I mean, using that couple layers of abstraction, because maybe he's trying to obfuscate what he's actually talking about. Maybe this is a song about how mean Steve is to Ed. Mm. And he's just just abstracting that idea, especially following the thematic aspect of something you'll never find, which was kind of just like, you know, I know know you're angry. I don't care. Maybe this band isn't working for either of us. uh, Maybe this band is not for me, right? Could you be the one who will find that it's fine if it's not in me? We're coming up to, you know, uh, just hold me. Just tell me that you'll stay with me.
1: Please stay with the band. Don't leave the band.
0: I, I just need this band to work. I don't know. Although, Maybe this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel
1: like Ed wanted to keep the band together, but wasn't he the one who it, like? Steve did Steve leave or did they kick him out? That's a great they question. Him out. They kicked him out. I thought.
0: I was just reading an interview on this, and every time Ed answers, it's very like, "Well, you know, we just realized that it wasn't for us. Like, like the blame mm-hmm. is on no one. No one did anything wrong, and no one made the decision. And mm-hmm. it just seems well, really think passive. That- but
1: how do you think that conversation really went?
0: I think, oh boy, what was that night like? Fuck, I don't know.
1: I, I, think, I think the boys, I think the boys joined forces and and asked Steve to leave. Like, I don't think really? it was like a, I don't think it was a straight up confrontation. But I feel like they're like, it's one of those like Steve is like sitting there in his fucking jail cell because he got picked up for cocaine possession or something, and Ed's like coming to talk to him is like, dude, you know you got to You just got to. You can't. You can't be in the band anymore. You know that, right? And Steve's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. One of those sort of things.
0: Here's a supposition. Mm-hmm. If they had never released Snack Time, we're in an alternate universe where Snack Time never came out. Mm-hmm. I think they're all still in the band today, and they're an edgy band. They're like a hard rock band, right? Because instead of leaning away from it, which is what they did, I think they kicked them out mm-hmm. because they had just released the children's album and they wanted it to sell, right? Because that mm-hmm. could have been the death of them. If they had never released Snack Time, and... Steve got caught for cocaine possession, maybe they leaned into that and became like, now we're the fucking bare ladies. Now we're the bare ladies who fuck.
1: And this is our I don't new know. No I think you don't think so. I feel like they would have pulled a like a Darius Rucker and gone country.
0: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I feel like that's where, kind-
1: that's where like old rockers go to die is like yeah. is like pop country.
0: Yeah, that's possible. Um, yeah. Um I uh I do like uh some some minor parts of this song. Um uh, Kev's synths are so sparse It's like some dreamy background mm-hmm. stuff During the chorus I felt like uh, Kev was the only part of the song That was kind of like addition by subtraction
1: and lonely, go slow. I'm one and Like we
0: had less Kev But he, his presence was felt more I don't you know,
1: know I thought we had a ton of Kev I felt like he was using like Every part of the synth Really? because it's like it's not just like because the synthesizer's layered in but it's not just one like he's it's like marimbas and hurdy-gurdy and like he's like using all the buttons that he can
0: yeah yeah okay i could see that that's interesting and so
1: he's yeah he's like layered on top of himself
0: yeah maybe i was just i was cherry picking one specific part of the song i think you might be right You mm. might be right there um that uh when they do the rounds with the chorus at the end mm-hmm. and the harmonies that was very sweet I'm nice. Ed's quick fingering was just like very cool. Mm-hmm. Me- remember when that's what she said was the thing that people said?
1: I do. Like the office. Just, yeah. just the office.
0: Just the office. You're right. Um, never interesting. Uh that's really all I had about the the actual version of this song. Uh, did you have anything that we didn't mention there, Ev?
1: Yeah, I don't, like, I didn't really get a, I didn't feel like I had a good feeling about who the narrator was, but I didn't really need it. Like, I didn't really know a yeah. lot about him. And yeah. I mean, like, it felt like a lot of the lines could be read as riddles. Sure. Which I, I mean, because they were just vague enough to like... Ooh, I hope we get that riddle wheel. I hope we <laughs> no. not, because I never, I never enjoy that. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else?
1: Uh, would you date him? Like, cause is he a man child or is he genuine? Like, I guess is my, are my two questions.
0: Hmm. I think you're talking to a man child. Speak slowly. <laughs> Speak slowly. Um, I don't know. I think.
1: There's I your don't... reference.
0: Uh, yeah. I. I got one. Uh, I don't think I would date this person because I think they're too similar to me
1: you think they they're too anxious and needy?
0: Yeah. I'd see a lot of myself in this song. I, I'm in this picture and I don't like it, as the Facebook <laughs> meme goes. Um yeah, I, I, I so I don't think two people could work together well like this. Would you date this person?
1: For a little, I think. Yeah. I think in, in my younger years I think I had more energy for neediness. Sure. Like I would I but like I feel like nowadays I'm just too old and tired. Like I couldn't someone who needed like a lot of affirmation i mean i can do affirmations that's no problem but like somebody who needed to be reassured constantly all the time about everything and like was doubting stuff all the time right like that would be that would be a heavy a heart my heart would have a heavy load sure um, but i still have a long i'd still have such a fucking long way to go keep
0: your eyes on that road bud um it's like sometimes yeah.
1: i imagine like going back i'm like yeah i'd love to live undergrad again i had so much a good such a good time and i'm like But could I have the energy to put in the work in my current relationship all over again? Wait, to live where? uh, Back in undergrad. Like, if I could go back in time and and relive, like, undergrad college and be young again and that sort of stuff, I I think I would enjoy it. But also, I think, like, my life is pretty good now, and it's because I put so much hard work into it. And I'm like, do I have the energy to do that again? Like, mental energy. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think I could do it again.
0: But you also want to be the only 38-year-old man at Hogwarts. Um, so I'm not totally,
1: that's a totally different life though.
0: Sure. I guess you don't think kids were like partying and fucking at Hogwarts.
1: No, I'm just saying like, there's a difference between going back and reliving your own life and being a 38 year old man at Hogwarts, (laughs) getting, getting matriculating at Hogwarts now.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you're saying that you don't have the the mental teacher or something. (laughs) You don't have the mental energy to deal with it nowadays, but if you're going to be at Hogwarts, You're going to have to expend mental energy because you're
1: not... I think you're you're not... You're missing what I said. Like, I don't have the mental energy to, like, re-romance my current partner.
0: I don't have the mental
1: energy to, like, re-raise a child. I don't have the mental energy to, like, you know, put put in all the work in my friendships. Like, to build them up to the point that they are now. Yeah.
0: See, here's the thing, though, is that I don't know that I do either, but I'm... This sounds horrible, I don't know that I would do things the same. Not that I don't love my life the way it is now, but there, I mean, everybody's got those. What's the Mm -hmm. point of going back and doing things exactly the same as you did them, right? You would want to explore those different avenues and venues, and I would certainly have the energy for that.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know. uh, You you just need save points. That's all we need, (laughs) save points. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. On my deathbed, I want to load my fucking
1: save from underground. Well, (laughs) unfortunately, you never actually saved anything. It's just auto-save, so you just just (laughs) go back to right before you die. That's and said i your death as many times as you want saker
0: life oh god
1: um, they just auto they auto save as it rolls you into the new room <laughs> like that you're your, onto your deathbed room
0: as they're putting the dirt onto my coffin and i can see the dirt splashing down yeah. because i'm so, still yeah, alive like,
1: i feel like reality loads like you know like in a game like an open world game so like when you open when you go inside a building sure sometimes anytime you i talk building, to someone well uh, anyone important well, I think it even saves my dialogue choices with unimportant people, right? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, it yeah. saves them. It doesn't save them as you're saying them. I, I guess we play different types of games. Yeah, I guess. I'm thinking that's true. more of like an open world RPG, and you're thinking more like I'm sure yeah. like some sort of Japanese TR, like some sort of dating sim. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no,
0: not yet. Not yet. Hold off. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I. I, yeah, I would do I would do things differently, and that makes me sad to think about because I don't want I like my life. Don't make me think about this, Ev. All right, I'm done. All right, good. Uh, let's talk about some other versions of the song, shall we? Let's talk about elves. Let's talk bit. about <laughs> spells of those elves. All right, um, talk about some verge. Bathroom sessions, quieter, simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does these long held strums with lots of silence in between. Makes it feel a lot more kind of mysterious. Maybe exotic i don't know um and then i felt like it was less of a version because it's impossible to make it sound as majestic right especially Mm -hmm. the bridge but it's still a pretty version sure
1: yeah but
0: i don't know any thoughts about the bathroom sessions
1: it was i feel like the song lost a lot when you when you take out like the layered instrumentation but you know it's a bathroom session what do you want
0: yeah uh did you listen to the demo no oh my friend the demo is very interesting there's a very deep, rich sound to it. Kev is very upfront, and his synth sounds... Uh, it sounds like he's using like a traditional piano pad on that synth. Hmm. Um, it's a little faster paced, less impactful for me, but it mm-hmm. could be just how low Ed is in this kind of... It's an unmixed version. It's very much a demo. Um, mm-hmm. And the best part of this is they're like playing it, and they're talking over, like, Ty says something like during one of his fills and he's like i like how there's blah 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 and you can hear him like yelling at the other people in the band um and then like i think ed tries to end the song and ty goes keep going keep going keep going and and like they do this kind of very fish style doors-esque jam Mm -hmm. at the end that's really fucking like cool like they kind of just extrapolate on the ending well
1: great It, it just it just proves my point it kind of does. A, I feel like this was just a this a, a jam song that they enjoyed doing and they just put in.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 very cool, very interesting. Um, Ebbo, why don't you give me the most alternate version there is? That is the dating sim read.
1: Yes, and uh, this is one of this is the one that made me regret picking dating sims. Okay. For this, because this, of course, is none other than. Uma no my horse prince. <laughs> Very popular sim.
0: game in, in certain circles.
1: Yes. So, a businesswoman—you play a businesswoman who has is successful, but spent her life. She's a young businesswoman who spent her life working uh, and success, getting success, but has no time for love or to even date. Uh, no significant others, no prospects. So she goes to a horse ranch hoping to meet some hot cowboys. And there are no hot guys. In fact, the whole game has no hot guys in it. They're all drawn like like she's like an anime babe and uh all the guys are drawn like like children like children's sketches
0: oh right yeah yeah the, but there's all like, there's one hot guy in the game
1: yes there's one hot guy a horse with an attractive human face absolutely and uh so she sees him his name is yuma <laughs> and uh, uh she sees him and she's kind of uh intrigued but also horrified uh as we all would be and the uh Ranch owner tells her no no that's just a horse and uh, she finds through questioning and answering that she can only she's the only one who can see him as not a horse (laughs) because she was born in the year of a horse on a special day so she sees him as a horse with a beautiful man's face but also he's not just like he does things a horse would not do like play guitar or chop up onions or like surf sure. Yeah. So it starts off, it's just basically a collection of uh, mini-games, which are all the same mini-games, where you make him do stuff by tapping the screen. Um, but she takes ownership of him, and she's training him for a big race. And so you're trying to uh, balance his stamina versus his attraction to you. I see. Uh, so, so, um, so basically, she, this woman is surprised and horrified to find herself falling for the horse. He comes off kind of... Um, there's ten chapters and three bonus tra- chapters, and it's a uh, it's you know you can collect relationship icons through the through conversations, and uh, by but but by collecting these you lower his stamina, and you've got to raise his stamina by talking to him or watching advertisements.
0: Oh, nice. Course. Okay, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, at one point he moves in with you and tries to cook you breakfast, which is possibly the creepiest scene because it's a horse chopping onions with a knife, and then he just feeds you uh green onions because he, oh. he makes you horse he makes you horse food because sure, he's course. a horse and he yeah. feeds you as much as he would feed a horse so he <laughs> makes you like a green a green onions and he just keeps feeding you until you choke <laughs> on them um so uh it's basically like you know that disney movie the frog prince yes what if just the frog prince stayed a frog you know just yeah just was a frog forever <laughs> hell yeah so did you
0: did you actually play this game ever or did you just uh, kind of read the summaries and such
1: I, uh, I, I watched a couple, like, Let's oh, Play. I, I try to... I, when I do these games, I try and read the summaries and whatnot, and then also, like, spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes, like, scooting through Let's Plays just to see what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And, and this one was... This one was kind of rough. Um, but anyway, uh, like the narrator of this song, you're not sure if the horse is uh, a man-child or genuine. Um, right. The minigames take for fucking ever okay just like in this song please go slow (laughs) sure um and like the horse you know like he wants you to lend him a hand because he doesn't have any uh he thinks he could walk or even run in this big race if you could help Uh, him right um She's the 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 um, female protagonist is uh, lost and lonely. Uh, she's seeing, but not quite believing that this fucking... She's falling in love with this horse.
0: Yeah, good uh, call.
1: Wh- why do you run in circles? Well, because he's a horse and he, that's what he's trained to do. Sure. So, yeah. And many times throughout the game, she says, I don't know if I can take this.
0: <laughs> Referring, of course, to his giant genitalia. Yeah. Uh, oh, no,
1: no. There are, there are some implied sex scenes, yes. Are there really... Um, well, he does spend the night at her house, which, Good you know, sort God. of, yeah. So I don't know. Nothing is, nothing is ever explicit, but uh, it's, it's a weird one. Um, Holy fuck. Like, yeah, I, he need the horse, the horse boy Yuma needs to think. Cause now he's got everybody wondering mm-hmm. about whether he's a human or a horse. Sure. Um, he wants you to hold him a while. Obviously there's a scene where he kind of comes up behind you after being surfing in the beach and you're, and you're like, ah, you're getting me all wet. And, uh, <laughs> disgusting my clothes are all wet yeah oh god Uh, so he wants to he's sort of he's sort of needy like tell me you're never leaving would you like would you like me better if i were a white horse right um or because he's a tan horse oh Um, i see his color is so it's a big deal yeah that sort of stuff so um So yeah, this is a, this is a kind of a, kind of a gross song. I don't know why Ed was so into this game. Yeah, this is
0: disgusting.
1: Uh, This game came out. 10 years before it came out. Right, exactly. Steve,
0: I can only think that Steve must have introduced him to it. Absolutely. You know what an anime boy Steve is, as always. Um, I do encourage anyone who's never played uh, to just go ahead and uh, Google image search my horse prince just to get an idea of uh, how bizarre this game is. Um, I I I encourage that uh, but the game also has like a good I feel like sense of humor I feel like they knew what they were doing um, oh yeah because like the one kind of like picture that that is the 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 image um, like the the main image from the game has them doing the pose like the school pose where he's like kind of putting his hand up beside her on the wall and she's like but he's Mm -hmm. he's it's a horse hoof so he's like cracked the wall
1: (laughs) yeah which is very funny um, and scary if you're in her situation oh
0: yeah absolutely it's horrifying
1: cause he's a giant fucking horse with a human head <laughs>
0: um so Evbo that's mm-hmm. what we got going on with this song I think it's about time that we have to move along to rating it <laughs> Ev as usual we're gonna rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed the more clothes this song is wearing the worse it is the fewer clothes it has on the better so Evan out of all the clothes mm-hmm. that you have how many is this <laughs>
1: It's like a children rating. Yes. <laughs> so in a lot of games, a lot of uh, tabletop RPGs, there is a, a critical fail mechanic, right? So in D&D, if you roll one and you confirm your crit fail, then you critically fail at an act and you can critically fail at any role. Um, normally they implement like later editions have implemented like ways you can like if you if you do this every morning or you do this all the time or you're an expert at it you don't need to even roll you just take 10 on it you take 10 minutes and just get it done right but like in in older editions you could critically fail on literally anything um so i get up in the morning and as i do one out of every 20 days i critically fail dressing myself (laughs) So I like, I like go over to the fridge. I like open it up and what the fuck do I see there? Two watermelons. Huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> just stick my feet in those. <laughs> so I'm wearing my watermelon shoes. I uh, go and I just like, I'm, uh, I take my, my morning, uh, my, I go to the bathroom, you know, or leave myself in the morning and I'm like, just taking toilet paper and wrapping it around my genitalia sure. and, butt like a diaper down, like, so like maybe like to the level of like board shorts, like, so I'm like a mummy surfer. Right. And then I just like I go into my bedroom and I look around. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got this little couch here and um, it's got these little duvet covers. So I just like put them on my like the little arm arm covers on a couch. I put them on my shoulders like pauldrons. Right. And then I like I tie them on, like I loop them on with like a belt. And then I go into my closet and I pick out like the the ugly sweater that my mom got me when I was like 16 that I've only worn like three times. And I just like put that and wrap it around my head like a turban. And then I like go in and I dig around and I find like all this, like I find, I find some wrapping paper in the bottom from like a Christmas present that I opened. And I just, you know, put that on. And then like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to like stink or anything. So I just like take my bottle of uh, like high bur- like high the bourbon that my partner got me for Christmas. I just smash it on the ground and I take the ground glass and I just rub it on my armpits (laughs) like deodorant. And then I'm ready to go, ready to face the fucking day in my watermelon shoes. And I walk outside and I'm like, wait a second. And I see myself in the, in the window glass. And I'm like, I am fully, I'm dressed. I'm dressed for a, like a summer day, but I fucking hate this. (laughs) Okay. Got it.
0: That's a lot of clothes
1: and you hate it. No, no, it's not a lot of clothes. Like I'm wearing shoes shorts uh a hat and then like uh pauldrons <laughs> a, like a, yeah like the the shoulder equivalent of a tank top sure. So my chest is my chest is barren bleeding my my face my my neck right. most of my head okay. like you know so like i didn't really like this song but i recognize this song is less clothed than i would want it to be interesting okay so
0: um I'm going to say that I uh, have been uh, playing my horse prince Late into the night and um I You just been
1: tapping at the screen because most of it is these incredibly slow minigames. Tap
0: tap 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 tap. I'm taking it slow. Uh and in fact I'm listening to one and only over and over again as I play because I I I think this is a good song, right? Uh and I'm playing in bed and I fall asleep because I'm waiting for my horse money to recover so that I can play with my horse <laughs> again, just like every mobile game. Um so I fall asleep. Hit your horse stamina. My horse stamina. Um and I'm sleeping, but one and only is continuing to repeat over and over and over and over again in my head. And it puts a subliminal message into my head. Um, and the next day when I wake up, um, I I put on my collar and I put on uh, my little doggy sweater. And I go outside and I start running around in that yard. Uh, my bits are flying free. Um, because I am convinced due to uh, playing games about uh, anthropomorphic animals and by listening to One and Only over and over again that I am an aged dog who will soon be taken to the pound. Um, I really liked this song. I'm just wearing a doggy (laughs) sweater and a collar. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it weirdly it grew on me the more I listened to it, which rarely happens with these songs anymore. I thought it was a cool addition to this album uh, that has been kind of uneven so far.
1: Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that this is going to make your uh, remix. It might definitely, yeah, I, it certainly might. Um, or- so, I guess my question for you is: is a, a horse body with a human face anthropomorphic? Is there like some is there some bright line where something changes from animal to human?
0: Well, what is anthro? Anthro means man, right?
1: Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I guess it, it would be
0: it would be anthropomorphic because it is it is a horse morphing into a man.
1: Well, I think that for me, anthropomorphic means having more than just like one or two human characteristics. Like, say, a horse with human eyes. Would that be anthropomorphic to you?
0: I see. So where does the buck stop for me? Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah, I would say that uh, if a horse talks, that's my bottom line. That's anthropomorphic. So, Mr.
1: Ed is Mr. Ed is anthropomorphic. Yeah, absolutely. You don't think so? So you're being incredibly anthropocentric, right? If if an animal displays any characteristics of a human, any at all, then they become human to you.
0: I we are the author is anthropomorphizing them. human human like human yeah making them human like fight me that's it's, correct
1: for me no for me it's walking upright I think oh. and having like a and having like a a, a simian bearing. Even a simian, like a like a, a human bear like an upright bearing that is not simian, like because I wouldn't say apes are human. Yeah, but but like an ape with a human face wouldn't be human to me either. Yeah, like, they need to be. They need to have a a, a certain like, Cro-Magnon slash like Neanderthal upright stance, Interesting. Where, like the back where the back is straight and the hips are forward. Like they need to have that, and that's what I think of because I read I read a lot, and this is your future, bud. You're gonna read a lot of fucking books with anthropomorphic animals, right? In it. Like a lot of them Yeah Like badgers and fucking squirrels and shit And mice are talking Yeah So I think it's just I think it's just the upright posture for me Interesting Yeah it's language
0: for me That's where I draw the line And another place I draw the line Is right here We'll be right back with more It's all been done A Barenaked Ladies podcast Hi Evan
1: (laughs) Hi how you doing big boy Oh so 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 good My god Yeah it's just a great day How are you? Good, good. I see you. I see you reclining in a hot tub. Ah! Uh, did you I can't, just did you just buy that? Yeah, casting in a tub just feels good. You know what I mean?
0: We were gonna like know. do a little wooden deck expansion outside, and we were gonna put a hot tub out there. And I figured, why not get just get a jump on it? I'll buy the tub now, and we'll do the deck later.
1: Yeah, I mean you can always and unfill a hot tub so why not put it in your basement
0: yeah i mean this is a good place to store it right now i'm comfy i'm cozy um yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not usually a hot tub person they're very
1: germy to me and i'm not a germaphobe but something
0: about hot tubs procs my uh my squickness
1: I don't care. I, don't, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll enjoy a hot tub, but m- no more than like five or ten minutes. Like this isn't. I'm not gonna like luxuriate in a hot tub. See. Unless I'm drinking. Unless I'm fucking drunk. In I was that just case, about to say. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're down with this quickness usually. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, at uh, I used to go to Kalahari once a year, uh, mm-hmm. a water park, and there's hot tubs there, and we would just get drunk and luxuriate in hot tubs. Friend of the podcast, um, once I believe spent the entire night in a hot tub, which could have killed him. Uh, oh, Jesus, <laughs> because that's he not got healthy. Too drunk, no, it was bad. He got very Wait, he dehydrated. Could've... They let him,
1: you I guys think... let him do that. He could have I... like slipped below the water and drowned.
0: I think they dragged him out or drained it or something, but he did not want to get
1: out. It was like 3 a.m. and he was refusing. So, okay, so it yeah. wasn't. So they emptied the hot tub and he just laid in it.
0: Uh, something like that. If you remember, uh, let me know.
1: I probably shouldn't. We've said his full name. Yeah, before. that seems so sh- wildly irresponsible to leave your friend in a hot tub <laughs> overnight.
0: I was I was asleep by like 1 a.m. So I was not around for this part of it. So uh, other friends of the pod are gonna have to take the hit on that one. Why don't we ever go to water parks together? My child is. We people. did. We did. Oh shit, we did. I forgot about that. <laughs> we, we did. We didn't do were that water more. parks to go to. And then quarantine happened. Yeah, Yeah. that's a bummer We need to go to more water parks Uh, I noticed that you are in one of those Like tubs that people buy On Amazon when they don't have a tub In their house,
1: when they can only take Mm -hmm. showers Uh, Those like $20 tub things How is that? Yeah yeah, like the, just the little like like this one of those things you see in a like 1920s like Depression era movie where the guy's like scrubbing his back and it's yes. just a it's just like a steel tub. It's really good because I've got it situated right in this wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's where I spent all my money. You know, like one of those wind tunnels at like a science museum where you right. just like go in, you put your buck in, and it just like swirls on the water. Have you ever done one of those like with a when you're in the midst of a full bath? No, that sounds like fun,
0: though.
1: I don't know. I've never tried it. I feel like it's one of those things that's only going to work once, so I'm going to give it a try (laughs) uh, when when I finish recording with this podcast. Bath will probably get cold real quick. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's only going to last for like 10 or 10, like like a minute maybe. And also, I took all of my money out of the bank uh, and turned it into the smallest denomination bills they had, so $1 bills. So I'm going to get like the whole bath slash like funnel of like money reality show game show experience i'm gonna get it all done and then i guess i'll just um go up and sit in the yard and wait to die i think <laughs> that's pretty much everything that's like everything on my bucket list right the last two things sit in the bath in a wind yeah, tunnel I'm not gonna... and be on a reality game show yeah because i'm not gonna kill myself like Dude. that's irresponsible of me because i have a family depending on me but i can still wait to die sure, sure no sure. one can stop me no one can well, stop me from waiting that would also not help your family it's just sitting and waiting to die well i mean i'll still perform the basic functions of, of life like i'll okay. still go to work and stuff but you know most of my all my conversations will be will end with me checking my watch and being <laughs> like not yet okay
0: <laughs> and listening to one step closer by linkin park over and over and over again <laughs> do you think we would be good on a game show you and i Ooh, do we complement
1: each other's knowledge i think so because you've got you've got a lot of like pop culture knowledge i don't and i've yeah. got history knowledge but at the same time i don't have the type of history knowledge that is texted on game shows like sure i don't know shit about presidents yeah you know, or, right. or state or state mottos or anything like like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fucking useless on a game show yeah
0: yeah it'd be fun do you think they still do the amazing race that'd be great Ugh. we're two friends who have a very good ladies podcast together and this is our amazing race tryout tape <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> we should be on the amazing race together do not want to Let's... do that you can't even try for me no god i'm i'm doing this whole
1: thing for you that's true can you you just leave me alone
0: you know there are two people that might be better friends than us i just heard about them the other day do you want to know about them yeah, please tell me. Well, it's producer and host Sabrina Ray, also known as Boo from a Cruel Angels podcast, and her childhood friend Dawn, of course. Uh, together, they discuss the wild world of uh, Beastars, uh, Paru Itagaki's anime adaptation of her award-winning manga about anthropomorphic animals wrestling with their inner nature and their carnal desires.
1: Fuck, we missed the intro, Saker. We certainly did. We could have been talking about this a long time ago. It's like I, it's like I read the podcast list and I've been trying to like set you up for a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah uh their uh first episode on the orange groves just premiered on May 4th so they're new they're new in town baby uh do you think do you think both of them actually exist well I have seen them both in the discord but it could just be one with two accounts mm-hmm I think that's possible. Yeah, Don is really a uh, I don't know. Don sounds gonna... like
1: a made up name.
0: Yeah, it's true. It sounds
1: like it sounds like she was pitching this uh, podcast to the Orange Growers network and they're like, "Well, we don't want a solo." And she's like looking out the window and sees the sunrise and's like, "Don, yeah, I'm going to do it with Don."
0: And they say, "Don, Dawn, what's Dawn's last name?" And she looked at her newspaper, she said, "Uh Doubtfire." <laughs> and then
1: she she has to dress up in a wig every day. No. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. You nope. don't we don't bring up Doubtfire.
0: Oh, it's funny. Does that has it not aged well? I haven't watched it in a long time. Yet. It has not aged well. Really? I mean,
1: the premise. The premise is Robin Williams dressing up as an elderly woman, right? That's got some comedic chops. You don't think so? It does, but the most of the humor comes from the fact that he's dressed up as a woman. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I hadn't thought right? about that. So,
1: so that's not really. Yeah. I don't know. That's not really something that we want to look back on. I mean, I have good memories of from when I was a kid, but that's not a movie I'm ever going to watch again. That's true. Ever in my life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Robert Williams' humor in general hasn't really aged well because a lot of it was, uh, I'm going to pretend to be black. I'm going to pretend to be gay. I'm going to pretend to be this. What movies?
0: I mean, he did all that in Flubber where he pretended to be a gay black man. But besides from Flubber, I can't think of any...
1: Good Morning Vietnam. He delivers like that's his breakout stardom role, right? Yeah. yeah. And he just, he, that's, that's all it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I suppose I hadn't thought much about Robin Williams in a long time. So you were not, yeah, I mean, he
1: got, he got a lot better as he aged, right? Sure. He wasn't doing like, I feel like he just wanted to make people laugh and, you know, comedy was a lot coarser back then yeah. so you could you know you could get away with a lot of stuff that made that hurt people right and uh i don't think he did it maliciously i think it just that was we lived in a different society back then are you ne- and i'm being a robin williams apologist because i fucking love robin williams sure but.
0: and you're never gonna sit your son down with jumanji
1: jumanji's probably okay i don't know i haven't watched jumanji since i was like a little yeah
0: okay it's him pretending so- to be old which i think is acceptable
1: yeah, I think you can pretend to be older than you sure. are because you're pretending to be an older version of yourself, sure. which you're going to be, I think. Sure. So I think that's I think that's fine, I think that's right? Fine. I
0: think that's probably
1: that's true. not that's not ageism to pretend to be yourself older. <laughs> yep. Well, listen to Sabrina pretend to be Don
0: in the new podcast, <laughs> Cherryton School Report. That's right. Cherryton School Report, a B-Stars podcast right here on the Orange Groves Network. And we're back with more. It's all been done. A Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and see what we got to do. Ebbo, today, hmm, sell,
1: sell, sell. What product mm-hmm. could this be used in a commercial for? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is such a wishy-washy song, like yeah. detergent?
0: <laughs> no, you can't do it meta like that. There's got to be a better way to do things. So... Um, God. Okay. So it's about slowing down, taking it easy in a relationship. What, what if it's like christianmingle.com? What if it's like (laughs) a a dating website, but it's a dating website for seniors, maybe?
1: Oh yeah. I think, I think we've used dating websites for seniors before in this. Yikes. I think that's one of your go-tos. That's in your toolbox. Well, it's only because I visit so many dating websites for seniors. If we go to that, like a, if we go to like the, um, your dog read, we could use it like as a, over the, like a, like a, um. ASPCA commercial Sure. Like where like a Sarah McLaughlin
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The eyes of an angel. <laughs> like they just put this one on here. Although this is much less sad.
0: Yeah, it definitely but it's is. it's just one of
1: those commercials you cannot watch. Like you you're just like it's just sad dog staring at the screen <laughs> and this song playing. Like you just turn off the screen. Like I'm not going to be like I I donate to ASPCA, but I'm not going to be guilted into donating <laughs> more because I don't have more money to give. Do you think that there's probably so
0: many of them on YouTube, people recutting that commercial with very peppy songs?
1: That sounds real cynical. It
0: does sound cynical, but I'm sure that there's a bunch of people out there who find it funny and I am thinking about it right now and it's funny to me in my thoughts. It
1: probably wouldn't be in practice, but it's funny in- and yeah, it's making it's making me make the same face as anytime I see I hear Donald Trump speak. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. I just have like a like my 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 Dearly beloved conservative aunt just sent me like the Trump 2020 um, campaign video and like, please make this viral. Yikes. Yeah. And I told her that I love her very much, but I don't share her politics. Please do not ever send me these these things again.
0: But just and picture this. And if a smile doesn't break across your face, I'll be amazed. All those dogs looking at the screen. But. It's been one week since you looked at me. You're trying so hard. You're shaking your head now, but you're trying so hard not to smile.
1: I'm not smiling. I'm like grimacing. <laughs> All right, you're a big purple milkshake, man. Um, mm, yeah, that's
0: who I date. Grimace? Hell yeah. Who was
1: Gr- Grimace? Was Grimace supposed to be
0: anything? A milkshake. Yeah. How? He originally started as like the the an personification of a milkshake i don't know and in fact he has an uncle named uncle Ogrimacy. for and he's a shamrock shake he's a big green version of grimace oh so grimace is irish well i don't know or at least his uncle is he's got irish in his heritage yeah um i guess your uncle wow. can't be irish without you being irish that's a good point
1: So i'm just going like what's what's going through your fucking head that you're like oh milkshake huh milkshake how about a big fucking purple gumdrop guy? And you know what expression do I want people to associate <laughs> with milkshakes? How about grimacing? You, like, take a big old sip of this, slurp of this choco milkshake, and you just go. Now, mm. yeah, I
0: might be wrong, and I'm not going to look it up, but I think grimace was kind of like the Hamburglar for milkshakes. So I don't, oh. I think he just represented the milkshake, but he like stole people's milkshakes and he made them to. Grimace. He wants
1: to have milkshakes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so if someone if you got a nice milkshake and it's got like whipped cream and a cherry on top and someone just, like a big purple thing just snatches out of your hand, I think then you grimace. I think so. So, okay. So I guess the question is, we've gone A to C now. What kind of milkshake does this song sell? Good, 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 good. Perfect. Okay. Um, I'm lost and lonely. I'm one and only. Um, so I think that this one is perhaps a, oh, I don't know. It's what? like a, It's like the Shake Shack, but they've only got one flavor. You know, like all the shakes are like, we have one hundred and forty-four different flavors of milkshake. This one's like we only have one because we only need sure. one. Sure,
0: that's it's it's the commercial where like somebody goes into like a fucking steak and shake and they're looking at the menu and the menu's sprawling and the camera's <laughs> spinning around them and they're like, no, 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 this is too much. And then like, has this ever happened to you? I don't even think so. I think it's just like then it cuts to Ed at the very end where it's just him alone and it goes, I'm one and only, and then it's like Shake Town. Where we only have vanilla. And that's the end of the Sha- commercial. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be Shake Tower. Shake Tower. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's shaped like a giant milkshake. Sure. That's very hard. They really had to lobby every every place they opened a new location. The zoning board was like, no.
1: Well, also, yeah. The the restaurant itself is on the top floor. So to enter, you have to go up a spiral staircase inside the tower to get this there. This
0: really place sucks ass. And all they have are vanilla milkshakes?
1: They... They have one flavor, but they they won't tell you what it is. Oh, you does it, it does
0: it rotate?
1: No, they just have the one flavor.
0: Well, then it's online. I mean, people have said like it's grape. Everybody, it's, it's grape. Just
1: the, that's the weird thing is no one will talk about
0: it. <laughs> oh, really? It's kind of one. Of those... Except to
1: say that it's except to say that it's really good.
0: There is you when you when it's something special like that. There's a video game called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. That's a very difficult video game, but. Uh, to view the ending of the game, you have to check a box that says "I pledge that I am not streaming this section of the game," and mm-hmm. it's hard to find the ending online because most streamers are like, "Well, I guess that's the stream for today, folks," because like it feels special. Like we, it was-
1: that's actually that's actually a psychological. Um, I, I was reading an article on that just the other day. It, it as far as truth is telling truth or or getting people to do something. You want to ask them like the the way we do documents in our societies in general is wrong. You don't want to like have someone put a lot of like work like like you do your taxes mm-hmm. and then at the end you sign to verify that everything's truthful. Right. What you want is people to sign and verify that it's truthful before they even start because then it's on their mind the whole time. Ah. So that's so that's basically that with your game is the same the same principle. Sure. Like if. If the game was, and this is my hypothesis, if the game had that checkbox at the end of the ending saying, like, I would, I promise to not have streamed this, then people would be streaming. Well, I
0: think the other difficult thing is that streaming is live, so they Mm -hmm. have to check that box before they show the ending. Fair (laughs) enough. Simply because. Um, Yeah. So anyway, this is
1: a commercial for Shake Tower, the place that only serves one shake that nobody (laughs) talks about. Well, they talk about it, they just can't tell you what flavor it is. Sure, sure. Because they can't, they can't quite remember.
0: Oh, I like see. Like, no one can...
1: It's like the It's like the, the Laurel Yanni, you know, gold dress, black dress oh, is it... sort of thing. Like, no one can agree what flavor it actually it's is. It's kind of
0: like the white airheads, where people are like, it's the mystery flavor. And people are like, oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely... Yeah, okay, so there's argument.
1: Or like those... Uh, or those dum-dum pops, like the mystery flavor yes. dum-dum pops. Yes. You know what? Those are made just from whatever's left over. The
0: scraps, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're all mixed together. Yeah, it's
0: great though; those are my favorite kind. I love those. Well, you, they're all different. They're, it's always different. Yeah, yeah, and they're always good. I want a little bit of cream soda. Actually, cream soda is my favorite. Um, but what's your favorite Dum Dum Popf? Ah, uh,
1: usually root beer. Really? That's a good one. It's funny that both of ours are sodas. Strange. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a fruit candy kind of guy. Yeah, me too. Um, so uh, Ebo, great. Hi, Joe. Thank you.
0: Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our fantastic fans. fans. Good. Uh, <laughs> here's an email from our friend Riley M who sent us many emails in the past. Riley. Thank you Riley. Riley says, uh, this one is called Bare Naked Mail. <clears throat> hey Bare Naked Buckaroos. If Chuck Tingle hey, Bare Naked Howdy. If Chuck Tingle wrote an erotic literature series inspired by the band, what B&L adjacent nouns would you like to read about getting pounded in the butt? Oh, would you like to read about getting pounded in the butt by thanks? This question is <laughs> difficult mm-hmm. to understand, but I think I got no, it.
1: I think just like Chuck Tingle's, you know.
0: Sure. Pounded in the butt oover. by blank. Right? Yes. So for those of you who are not familiar with Chuck Tingle, he's an erotic author. Uh, and all of his books are pounded in the butt by X, where X could mm-hmm. be. And it's usually something topical, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Pound, yeah. 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 Okay. Pounded in the it's butt A by... lot of times it's
1: topical. That's how, he got, that's how he got famous, but he also writes other types of pounded in the butt song okay, stuff. Okay, sure.
0: So what would you want to see being pounded in the butt um, and... By. By, yes. Uh, sure, sure. What would you want to see do the pounding in a BNL-adjacent mm. uh, Chuck Tingle novel?
1: Well, probably a million dollars.
0: Pounded in the butt by a million dollars is a very... <laughs> pounded in the butt by Brian Wilson is also a very good Chuck Tingle novel, I think.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of BNL narrators, like the King of Bedside Manor, who would be happy to pound people in the butt. Yeah, but... I think we need to take a step away from that. But see,
0: I, I don't think that it's as funny. I think Brian Wilson is funny because it's very specific. King of Bedside Manor is this nebulous f- f- creature, this figure, right? A million dollars is funny because it's a very arbitrary amount of money to be pounded in the butt <laughs> by. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think King of Bedside Manor tickles that same uh thing that the other two do i don't know
1: um what what else could be good to be it'd be like it'd be like pounded in the butt by my oh. desire to have blam and blah men released as a two-disc <laughs> set like that's that's like a chuck tingle like bnl yes, adjacent
0: sure pounded in the butt by pounded
1: in the butt by the 2017 canadian music awards where bare naked ladies was named yes by the judas Awards, of the yeah, year. Pa- yes, yeah pa- pounded Awards. in the
0: butt by my increasing desire to see steve reunite with his band for at least one more song whether it be digital or regular yes yeah. there you go now we're in the right headspace for chuck Tingle, <laughs> chuck- chuck- sure, sure.
1: And the thing about chuck tingle is, is is he also uses anthropomorphic stuff like yeah th- like his things are the vampire like, bus yeah vampire night, bus. Yeah, vampire like night people bus. people Men, I, there's almost never any women in Chuck Tingle's <laughs> books. They're all gay erotica, but, I think. Yeah, gay male erotica. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> so that's a thing. Pounded? <laughs> no, I mean just, I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm just trying to think of how that's going to work out here.
0: Pounded in the butt. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I could pay that more mind than I am, but pounded in the butt by. It's all been done, but specifically the smaller version uses the introduction to Baby Blues, the television show. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I think there are a lot of... We'd have to get hyper-specific with it. Pounded in the butt by the horrible yodeling that Ed does
1: to make fun of Yoko Ono.
0: Is that a thing you could be pounded in the butt by?
1: Oh, of course! You can be pounded butt by anything in Chuck Tingle's. Uh, so can you? Can you? The Tingle verse.
0: The Tingle verse. Can you give me a little sample of what that might read like? I wonder. I've never read a Chuck
1: Tingle book. Have you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I read a uh, um, "Tales to Tingle Your Butt," oh. <laughs> which is the uh, the Halloween, the, the, the horror, horror, quote unquote, horror one. And is um, it short stories? Yeah, it's a, I bought you a copy. I bought both you and your beautiful partner a copy when you lived in the apartment. I'm sure it has never been read or cracked. I bought everyone, I think all of my friends a copy. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that I, I don't know why. I have not. That's very sweet of you. Yeah, it was like four years ago. Sure. I was very sweet back then. <laughs> but uh yeah. My partner and I were reading the stories to each other, like to see, because you know, like Tinkle got about a bunch of buzz and we're like, Oh, because my partner reads and writes erotic fiction. I don't really. Um, but you know, we thought it'd be a fun thing to do. Sure. And it it was to a certain extent like the humor aspects of the stories i really enjoyed um but i i'm kind of a prude so i didn't really enjoy the erotic aspects of it because it got it gets it gets pretty graphic oh really um yeah but are they erotic
0: or are they like because i can't imagine it being very sexy it would i couldn't tell you but because
1: i'm not really i don't really have a i don't have a hankering or desire to read much erotic fiction yeah um so you'd need we need somebody to we need like a, someone guest star you, to like talk about can this. Can you call
0: your partner down here for a
1: sec? Well my partner was actually unimpressed by that. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, he said that basically he expected them because Chuck Tingle was so popular and so like um you know widespread, he expected them to be like the erotic encounters to be better written, sure, I think. Sure. Yeah. And I think they're, I think they're quite fine. I think they're serviceable, but again, I'm looking from a position of not really knowing much about erotic fiction. Sure. And I think my partner reads a lot of it. So I think his like sensibilities are very more, much more refined. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. That checks out.
1: So, but if you want to read a story about getting pounded in the butt, that's how the stories go. Sure. Sure. That's what they all,
0: um, can you, can you, can you tell me what, if you had to write one, am I putting you on the spot here?
1: No, I'm not going to write one.
0: Okay, all right. So you're not going to write "pounded in the butt" by the 2017 Juno Awards.
1: No. Okay. But if right. it but it would just basically be you get invited to the Juno Awards uh-huh. and um, you are they
0: told in the second person.
1: No, oh, no, okay, I, they're okay. from a first person. Okay. So, but I'm not going to talk a lot. It like so so sure. the, the the narrator gets invited to the Juno Awards. They. Um, well, the only one I've read it horror ones, so like <laughs> there's there's something there's something somewhat off-putting about the entire Juno Awards, but he can't quite put his finger on it. Sure, um, he and he but it. he's still enjoying it because he is he loves Canadian uh, rock music, uh-huh. and uh, he loves the Bare Naked Ladies or er, Bare Naked Ladies. Sorry, Jorky. He uh, gets invited backstage by like a mysterious man, and in the back is not the not Bare Naked Ladies like he expected, but a mysterious like physical manifestation of the Juno Awards. <laughs> who invites him over for like a snifter of brandy sure. by the fireplace, and then proceeds to pound him in the butt. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted out of that. Yeah, Thank that's you. basically that's basically how the stories that I remember go. Sure.
0: So Riley, it's going to be pounded in the butt by uh,
1: the 2017 Juno Awards that Bare Naked Ladies reunited at, or the pounded in the butt by my feeling of joy at seeing the Bare Naked Ladies reunite at the 2018 Juno Yeah 20, 2018 Juno Awards with Steve yeah like cause you get to mix them all together yeah. yeah
0: oh yeah and and definitely there's a lot of exposition about how he's getting pounded in the butt he can hear from on stage them playing one week together um mm-hmm. yeah right so we just got to have that background of like this is happening this is really happening and then his joy pounds him in the butt this is a yeah. real m-rated episode I'm gonna have to put a special cw on this one <laughs> All right. Please do. I hope we answered your question, Riley. All right, Ev. As usual, we fucking
1: whiffed it out of the park this time. That's right. It went <laughs> up and didn't ever come down.
0: We hit a ball into space.
1: It's not jumping the shark if you never come down.
0: Damn. Yeah, we flew the shark. Um, Ebo, uh, you can find us on Twitter, at done Pod On Facebook, it's all been done about I will. podcast. I will. You can subscribe to the Patreon. I won't (laughs) patreon.com slash I don't know the orange groves maybe probably I don't know Uh, you can find our (laughs) snack time episodes there you can give us a five star review
1: you can find our face burned into a piece of toast
0: (laughs) please give us five star reviews it's how people find the program if you're listening to this right now and you've never reviewed our program don't fucking shut up it's quarantine you have nothing better going on take five minutes out of your day say these boys I want to kiss them Write this down word for word. Ready? Hit five stars and then write this. I can't believe I lived my life for so many years without having listened to Ev's mellifluous tones. If Saker were any funnier, he'd be a goddamn comedian. Anyway, <laughs> truly hope this review gets through the filters because I'm about to say, dog heck. See you later. Okay, great. Love Jennifer. <laughs> Love Jennifer. Thank you. That's I want to see a bunch of five-star reviews with that exact
1: text, please. Uh, Ebba, what you I got? Feel like to- you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. I am. What do you got to plug this week, Ev? Disappointment, because <laughs> you can't have disappointment without hope.
0: You can't spell disappointment without a point. And I am mm. appointing some hope to you, my friend. You can't spell it without sap. You can't spell disappointment without
1: ointment. Disap, disap.
0: ointment is very good. I kind of yeah. like that. There's a fly in the disappointment. That's a clever turn of phrase. That's a very good lady's lyric. I feel like. That's that's pr-
1: <laughs> if that doesn't show up in Silverball, I'll be uh I'll be surprised.
0: I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week. You know what's better than a psychosexual show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her? No, I I don't. Nothing? I mean, unless there were a podcast talking about a show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her? And was hosted by a lovely woman like myself and her dear childhood friend. I can't think of anything more derivative. Shut up! I mean, you're right... Come join us on the Chariton School Report, a podcast about the anime Beastars. A show about, well, you got it. Fur, fun, terrible animal puns. Part of the Orange Grove's podcast network. New episodes Mondays. Woo! Beast on! They don't say that. They should!